Welcome to the first episode of Heroes and, a podcast where we get to talk about heroes and comic books, TV shows, movie trailers, just anything that may fall under the geekdom umbrella. And uh, again, like I said, this is the first episode. This is episode one, episode one of the podcast. Hopefully, it's not like Star Wars episode one. Hopefully, it's a little more, a little more new hope. Yeah, a little not bit. so much uh, Phantom Menace. No, that would be bad. My name is Andy, and I'm Cody. We're here uh, just to talk about, like Andy said, talk about heroes, talk about TV shows, movies. Most of the time, when Andy and I come together, uh, we're talking about what's going on in Arrow, what's going on in Flash. What new movie trailers are coming out? What movies are coming out? Yeah. What, uh, Batman, Superman, all those guys. And so uh, we figure if we like talking about that stuff, other people must like talking about that stuff too. And so that's what we're here to do. Yeah. And so, again, like I said, this is the first episode of the podcast. And for this episode today, we are talking about heroes and Avengers Age of Ultron. We figured if we're going to start this podcast, let's start it right and let's start with the big one. So, big movie just came out a couple weeks ago, and Cody and I just saw it again for the second time last night. And so we are we have a lot of things that we want to talk about regarding the movie. So, let's just start by asking a very simple question to start off the discussion of and that's this. What did you think of it? Cody, did you like it? What didn't you like about it? Did it impress you? Did it meet your expectations? What What was your first thought after watching uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron? That first That first showing, I definitely, definitely enjoyed the movie a lot. I think it, I think it's really funny. It's a good funny movie. Uh, the action scenes were great. I like that it really it jumps right into the action. There's not a whole lot of a lot of building up like you had in the first first Avengers movie. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed it. How about you, Andy? Uh, I think I, I'm right there with you. I liked it a lot. I, I People people ask me, uh, after I saw the movie, a lot of people ask me if I liked it more than the first one. And I'm sure they asked you the same thing. And Definitely. For me, I think it's you really can't compare it to that first one. You and I have said it before. Uh, what happened in that first Avengers movie, I think, was one of those, and not to be cheesy, but one of those, uh, like, magical cinematic moments like one yeah, of those it was, it was definitely something that had never been done before exactly and so i think the experience like that feeling walking out of the movie theater after watching the first one you just walked away like so excited finally that all these people came together so looking at now the second one just came out i didn't necessarily walked out uh, walk like walk out of the theater that way but that's not to say that it was a bad movie, by no means whatsoever. Like you said, it was action-packed. They developed the story a lot more. They just continued the storyline in general with these characters, I thought. And like you said already, it was funny. And we'll talk more a little bit more about the, the characters and all that stuff. But overall, I liked it a lot. I didn't think it was... Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the movie. All right. So uh, moving moving forward, what didn't you like about it, Andy? I think I think for starters, and I think, man, you really can't be. It's again, it's a good movie. It's not a perfect movie. I, I don't know if you can say that any movie is a perfect movie, but it was definitely a good movie. So, to for me, like if I picked out what I didn't like about it, it was kind of just, just being like picking, like just like picking out like the worst parts about it. You know, 
so for me, I think one of the things I, I, I thought they could have done better was some of the character development. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I think I think that was one of the issues I had with it. I will give a, a, a big nod to Josh Whedon and the rest of the Marvel guys, the producer, Kevin Feige, all those guys. I'll give them a big thumbs up because I think if you look at if you looked at the first Avengers movie, anything that was considered like a con or something that people didn't like, I felt like they corrected that in the second movie. I can agree with that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a big thing was, like, Hawkeye. Like, you know, they didn't... Um, a lot of people had an issue with what they ended up doing with Hawkeye in the first movie. They, they How he... First five minutes of the movie, he's turned evil. Yeah. The vast majority of that first Avengers movie, he's evil. Yeah. And we never really, even before that, have a good reason as to why to trust him. Yeah. Uh, or anything like that. Before that, he was in the first Thor movie, and again, it was a small part. Briefly. In, yeah. yeah, in that part, in that movie. And so, you know, all the issues that they had in the first movie, I felt like they really addressed those issues in the in the second movie. So if I had to just be, if I just had to be, you know, play devil's advocate, if I had to pick one thing, it would probably be the character development for me. How about you, man? What what do you think? What what didn't you like about it? Again, like you said, it. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I really enjoyed Avengers: Age of Ultron, and so there's not a whole lot that I was particularly. I had a whole lot of issues with. Uh, if I was going to pick a couple things, for one, for me, I felt like with the vast amount of characters that you have on screen, between the original uh, original six Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, and then you add in Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, the Vision, not not to mention the kind of extras uh, mm-hmm. like Nick Fury uh, and Falcon. And you have Falcon, War, War Machine. Machine. Yeah. Not to mention those guys. Uh, once you get into those battle that like particularly the big battle sequence there at the end, there's so much going on there between all of the characters that you lose sight of some of them for for what I felt like, at least on that first viewing, for good chunks of time. I will say that the second time that we watched it, I didn't feel that way as much. I felt like those action sequences were quicker. But yeah, I think I think that's the that's main thing for me. Yeah, I think it definitely helps to see it again. To see it more, to see it a second or third time, I think you would. In, I think you, as a viewer, enjoy those scenes a little bit, a little bit more, you know. And so, uh, for those those big action scenes where you're just there's so many characters on screen, that first time you watch that movie, you don't know what to focus on. You don't know, you know, who's coming in. And so, that second time, I noticed a, a little bit, a little bit more of those characters in those fight scenes, and notice. That, you know, oh, this person was flying in from the right and this person was, you know, tossing this person over or punching, punching this bad guy. And so I, I definitely caught those moments in the second and third in the second viewing of it. And that, that those things stood out. I, I also enjoyed and this isn't something I didn't like about the movie. It's something I, I liked about the movie. But it, it had in those big action scenes, it did feel like a comic book, you know, like it felt definitely. like it felt like. Oh, these guys, uh, this is like if you just put this one page of a comic book on, you know, if you made this into an, a movie scene, it would look like that, I felt like. And so that I mean, for a comic book guy, I, you know, I, I read comic books. I I enjoy comic books a lot. And so for for me, uh, I'm not just a general viewer. I'm a you know, I'm a comic book guy. And so for me, I, I appreciated that they did that and that they were able to capture those moments on on film. Okay, so not liking some things, you know, you didn't like 
it was hard for you to focus on on all those things because it was so big, uh, so many things happening at once. Right, but I I would definitely rather see all of these characters together in the same movie, and have to go, you know, jumping some screen time, rather than to not. So yeah, that again, that's something that if I was going to be nitpicky, uh, if I was going to have to pick something wrong with the movie, that's what I would that's what I would do. But I'm totally okay with settling for. Uh, having to do that yeah it was definitely it was definitely a good movie I, I i don't know anyone that would say it was a bad movie i don't know anyone that would say that it was a bad sequel to the first avengers obviously it was it, guardians came out before it you know so it's you know whatever like it's capping off phase two you know of of this marvel cinematic universe and so i don't think it was a bad movie at all i think it was a good movie i enjoyed it a lot I enjoyed it a lot the second time I saw it, and uh, I'm just looking forward to the rest of, to the rest of those movies and see what what you know where Marvel goes from here. You know, all right. So overall, that's what we thought about the movie. You know, the high points, the low points. Let's talk about some of these new characters that we got to meet for the first time. Uh, let's start off with the the big the big bad. Let's talk about the the villain of the movie, Ultron. Uh, what do you think, Cody? What do you think? Did you like him? Did you? Were you afraid of him? Did you think uh, he was a good villain for the to match up against the Avengers, this team of super, you know, of, of superheroes? What do you think? I definitely like uh, the voice, which I I know it's mostly just James Spader's his, his regular voice. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that he does. There's of course a little bit of uh, of some audio editing that happens there, particularly with that first that first sequence where he's. The broken down uh, Iron Legion, yeah, uh, which totally makes sense, I think, for the story. I was worried that he it was going to be one of those things where they have him start out really bad, like in the first trailers, uh, like the voice being hard to understand, and then they they clean it up more and more because they are getting complaints that it was. It's too difficult to understand. Yeah, it was much like it, happened with Bane. Yeah, it was uh, no no Bane at all. You know, there was no Bane cats. There was no Otron cat. There was nothing like that. It right. was just right off the bat, you were able to understand him. You knew that it was an actor. You you recognized the actor that was voicing right. Otron, and so yeah, there was something like that. No issues there. I also really like the way James Spader or the way he was portrayed. Uh, I felt like he there's definite comparisons uh and definite definite similarities that you can you can see between him and tony stark uh and the way ultron speaks and the way he makes jokes yeah. if you can say that yeah. I, with him being a robot it's kind of hard if he's just <laughs> if he's just you know being really truthful and so it seems sarcastic yeah uh but yeah i definitely think that his personality uh, is very similar to tony's uh, which makes sense because Tony is ultimately his creator. Yeah. Um, how about you, Andy? What I did you I think? enjoy that. I, I you know all joking aside, I I thought that was a good connection. Uh, I I enjoy that that he didn't take himself too serious. Um, I enjoyed that the yeah you can tell that he was a, a that he was created by Tony Stark. He had a very similar sense of humor. Uh, to that of Iron Man to, t- to Tony Stark. And so I, I, I appreciated that. It, it didn't throw me off. I didn't think he was a weaker villain because of it. As far as being a good villain, I thought he was, I thought he definitely, definitely um, brought it to the table. I thought he brought his best to the table. 
uh, to really compete and to fight against the Avengers. Uh, the one thing that I kind of thought was maybe they could have done better. This maybe could have been one of the weak points of the movie. I, again, I kind of said it was character development. Um, let's not forget, Josh Whedon here is trying to introduce four new villains, or excuse me, four new characters to the audience. Uh, he's introducing Ultron. He's introducing Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and The Vision. And so right. with the uh, the first Avenger, everyone was pretty familiar with Loki. You know, for the most part, everyone saw yeah, Thor. He's the big bad yeah. uh, throughout all of Thor. So Yeah, so you, people saw him from Thor. They really, you know, they already, there was already character development for Loki in that Thor movie. And so for him to be the villain in the Avengers, the first Avengers, it there wasn't a whole lot that they needed to develop for, for Loki. Uh, but with Ultron, his character development really wasn't... It, it was like 30 seconds of him when he was first created, you know, and he's having that conversation with Jarvis and he's saying he's figuring out who created him and what his purpose was and uh, who the Avengers right. were. And he's pulling up the video clips of Tony Stark saying peace in our time. Yeah, exactly. So like he's he's exactly that he's a, he's he's a, identifying and realizing what his purpose is very, very quickly like uh, an AI would do if it was a real thing, right. I would so imagine. There's, there's, that, there's that conflict there of of having Ultron being developed to what seems like it, it's too quick, uh, but then at the same time, he's he's, he's an art, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Uh, in artificial intelligence, technology, it changes quickly. Uh, computers learn faster than humans do. They don't yeah. have to be explained something two or three times it's before a matter, it takes. Yeah, yeah, it's a matter of importing it, data or yeah. a program or, you know, a chip, whatever. And and so I guess, like, I guess that's why his character development was so quick, maybe. You know, maybe that's why they they went about it the way they, the way they did. Uh, but I get it. I, I think it worked for the movie. I, I'm probably just being, I'm just nitpicking at this point. Um, but that was, I, I thought Ultron was good. I enjoyed him. He was funny. Um, I mean, compared to other MCU villains, I thought he was good. Um, he wasn't. I still think that probably the best one, if I had to pick one, probably went Winter Soldier. Maybe yep. for me, I think for so. You, I I think for me, it's it's definitely uh, definitely going to be the Mandarin. Personally, okay. it's, it's between the Mandarin, okay, uh, and and Loki, uh, for for best MCU villain. Um, Why the Mandarin? Just out of curiosity, like because he considers himself a teacher. <laughs> Andy. Uh, no, uh, I just i i liked i liked that big switch uh, in Iron Man three. Okay, um, as far as you know, like the whole uh, they had me fooled at yeah. least uh, up until that big reveal where the Mandarins, you know, is not the Mandarin. He's not the Mandarin at all. But um, not trying to get into a podcast about Iron Man three, but um, comparing Ultron to to the other villains i think ultron is just as scary uh i think i think what's scary about ultron uh compared to compared to some of the other ones is ultron truly believes that he's doing the right thing uh for, to the very core of his of his artificial being yeah he believes that the only way for there to be peace in our time the one thing that he was created to do uh 
is without the Avengers, without humanity, uh, humanity has to evolve. Yeah. Uh, and if if they evolve, if they survive this uh, cataclysmic event that he plans, then perhaps they'll have an appreciation of peace. Uh, whereas with Loki, I feel like, uh, and even the Mandarin, uh, you can you can see that they kind of understand still that whatever what they're doing isn't isn't necessarily right. So. Yeah, I think I think that's I think if you think about it, yeah, that that would make Ultron a l- more terrifying because he really thinks he's doing the right thing at that point. He really exactly. thinks he's providing a service, a good service for humanity by just eliminating humanity. And so I guess yeah, I, I guess he's he was a good villain. Um, personally, I, he was not my favorite villain, MCU villain. Uh, that Winter Soldier man, I mean, I think. Gosh, I just I just loved how they portrayed him. He was there was a sense of mystery to him. There was a sense of he's cold, calculating. Yeah, yeah, he was all those things. He and so I just thought I thought he was a really good villain. But Ultron, nonetheless, I enjoyed him a lot, and uh, I thought again, James Spader did a good job with it. I definitely I definitely think he if for whatever reason if they bring him back somehow, you know, Ultron back somehow. Um, I would, I would be excited for it because I think I would be excited to hear James Spade, like portray him again. You know, right. I, I wouldn't, en- I would enjoy his performance again as Ultron. Um, so yeah, that's, that was the villain. That was the villain of, of age of obviously Avengers age of Ultron. Uh, uh, so let's talk, uh, let's talk our, our some of our, some other first time introductions. Uh, what do you think about Quicksilver? Uh, man, that's tough, dude. That's a tough one because we saw Quicksilver in X Men Days of Future Future Past, and so, uh, man, you know X X Men Fox they got they got the jump on Quicksilver. They were able to use him first. Uh, maybe that's why I enjoyed that one more. Uh, but man, that scene in X Men when Quicksilver is doing his thing and he's yeah. he's saving the day in that one scene, dude. I don't I don't know if you can top that for a Quicksilver scene. He's and moving the bullets around. Yeah, and he's just having just the doing t- all. He puts his headphones on. He's, and having, the he's time just having the time of, of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. Like you could see, like he's seriously enjoying that. And so um, Quicksilver in in the Avengers movie, I. I will say the second time I watched it, I enjoyed the character more. I enjoyed his sense of humor, his some of the joking that he was doing with Hawkeye. The, I think that first time I watched it, I thought he was a, a like a cocky punk. Like I, I was like, like he was well, arrogant. I, I, I think he was. Yeah, I, I uh, that definitely that uh, that first section, you know, where he says, "Oh, you didn't see that coming," and he kind of yeah. like struts off before he, yeah, before he runs away. Definitely, I I think that's uh, he was doing that intentionally, and I, I I get that, and they wanted to portray him like that. But it was that second time watching it, I maybe because I knew the the backstory more, maybe because I knew what was coming. But um, I I enjoyed him a lot. Uh, I thought his powers, obviously the super speed stuff, um, it worked in the real non mutant world that is Avengers. I thought they did a good job explaining how they got these powers by, you know, the the experiments and all that. That makes sense. You know, that's believable. Um, so I, I, I thought I thought that was good. I definitely enjoyed the um, 
it wasn't a whole lot, but the, I enjoyed the story of of how him and Scarlet Witch, how they were, uh, his their family were, you know, was killed because of Stark because of his weapons, and so right. And they they say there's that line where he says that we sat there, uh, we sat there and waited for Tony Stark to kill us, and so right there, I I think. Which again, Joss Whedon is—they're trying to do a lot in this movie. They're trying to—they're introducing us to Ultron, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Vision, all these characters. But I think in that line, they're—it's—they're they're very effective about uh, explaining why Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch would would want to fight against the Avengers uh, and against Tony Stark in particular. Uh, and I think, despite it being a quick setup and a quick explanation, I think that uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch—I think they portray it well. Uh, and they they give background to that story quickly. Uh, I also just think it was a little funny the way Ultron was looking at them as he's as they're telling that story. But that you know. <laughs> I, again, I I think I I for what they were trying to do, they were they were just trying to do so much in this movie, and I don't think they missed a target really by that much. Again, I thought they did a great job with it. So uh, the fact that they were able to to do so much in this movie is really i mean that is huge props to marvel and and josh whedon and those guys um but so for quicksilver i thought i thought he was a fun character i enjoyed him a lot um you know obviously hopefully if you're listening to the podcast you've seen it already so if you haven't spoiler yeah, sorry we didn't give that spoiler alert yeah up front. but spoiler alert you know for uh for more about quicksilver but uh, you know the sacrifice that he made at the end. You know, I, I thought it gave it gave a little bit more meaning to the movie. It made it more more serious, more more heavy. Um, it really showed that there was a cost involved, and you know, I I enjoyed it. The fact that it, they killed off a new character kind of bums me out. It kind of yeah, it bums yeah, and and it, and for any non comic book person watching the movie they might not care as much you know like they don't care like okay no big deal i just met the guy two hours ago so i don't care that they killed him off you know what i'm saying so like you know maybe maybe that sacrifice isn't as heavy for the general audience uh general viewers but uh i i appreciate it i thought it it added weight to the movie yeah i I really like like when he and they use it multiple times throughout that movie throughout the movie but when he says uh, oh, you didn't see that coming, yeah. uh, and the the intention there is entirely different from the first time, and I think it speaks volumes as to uh, where he has arrived with the Aven- Avengers at that point. Um, I will say also that I like that they they stuck to their guns with Quicksilver dying, uh, because there's a lot of times like we saw in Thor two with Loki. Yeah, uh, there's a moment where Loki's dead, but oh, you know he's not really dead. Yeah, uh, we see it with Iron Man in that first Avengers. Where oh, yeah, he goes because, through the wormhole and yeah. then he comes back and there's a moment where they think he's dead. Hulk roars, "Hooray, Tony's alive!" Yeah, and he wants to uh, <laughs> go get some, you know, go get some food. Yeah, and so <laughs> some shmolmas. Shmo- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's multiple times throughout the movie so far where they've they've fake killed a character, uh, and I like that they stuck to their guns. I appreciated uh, that they stuck to their guns with killing Quicksilver. Yeah, I, I think the and then you know speaking, you know. They introduced not only Quicksilver but the other twin. They introduced Scarlet Witch. Um, I I I liked her. I really did. I one thing I will say. One thing I will say about 
Scarlet Witch that I don't know if, if you and I have talked about yet, but I really liked and I wish there was, looking back at it, it would have been cool if, it, if they did more of this, but the creepiness about it and uh, about her in that first scene when they're, when the Avengers are, are, are you know, they're invading the last base of Hydra mm-hmm. and With how, constructor. yeah. And, and how creepy she was, uh, how she walked up, how she walked away really fast. From, yeah. That weird, mo- like I, I was, I was wondering what was happening there. Yeah. Like, I guess it seems like she's opened the door, opens the door with her mind and then kind of closes it. Like closes she does it in a really does, creepy, does it really quickly. Yeah. Maybe that's some of her telekinesis happening, making, enabling her to do that faster. Yeah. But that moment was definitely like, she's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point you knew like, uh, this girl is crazy and this girl is kind of evil. This girl is it isn't one of the good guys yet you know and so and then how she sneaks up on tony stark when he's underneath in the lair when you know when that's where he sees loki's you know staff or you know his like he sees all of that and he sees the monster yeah he sees the monster how she sneaks up on him i thought that was really cool um the first time i watched it i thought man that's so that's so creepy and they really did a good job with that and so I thought I thought the Scarlet Witch was really I th- I enjoyed her as a character. Um, I I thought she had her moments too, where she kind of like she flexed her muscles. You know she she really messed up the team. At, you know halfway through that movie, uh, she really she really caused some of those guys to 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 see some pretty messed up you know messed up things or whatnot. Um, again, the character development was still there, you know, with that little side story with the family and the the Stark weapons. Um, I liked her; I really did. I I, I really enjoyed her her journey. Uh, they're both of their journeys, and then we kind of see like that moment where Hawkeye is having that talk with her. That was really cool. It, it, it kind of it was her little moment there to step up into the hero's shoes. And right. I, th- I thought they, I thought they did, they, I thought they did a good job with that. How about you, man? How about did you dig the witch? Were you a fan of of Scarlet? Yeah, I I really like the the kind of little things that she did with with the going kind of in vain of the creepiness, but the the subtle movements of her hands and things like that as she's as she's manipulating people's minds uh, and and bending them to her will, and even that moment, particularly that moment where she says uh, right after she messes up the minds of thor widow and cap and she looks at hulk and she says no i want the big one and she's like there's definitely a a sense of anger there uh and a sense of like knowing that what she's about to do the hulk is gonna cause some serious serious drama yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a big blow to the team and that's what they wanted to do at that point and I, I again, she. I thought. I thought she was just a really fun character. It was something very different than what we've been able, what we've seen so far. Because Loki has some magic to him. Like there's some element, but it's not. There's no controlling. Maybe with this. With maybe the with staff. the with the staff. But yeah. I think most of Loki's. It seems like Loki's biggest magic trick is that he uh, can make thor attack him when he's not really standing there <laughs> he could trap thor over and over again yeah, it, it, yeah with the like, same trick. It, how many times are you gonna fall for that <laughs> yeah so that's uh, maybe that's the biggest trick up loki's sleeve but but with scarlet witch man she really did some damage and i thought i thought they did a good job with her i i digged 
I digged her a lot. But so Scarlet Witch, she made one of our characters, Thor, see a particular vision. Yes. The vision, actually. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about let's talk about the vision. Okay. So the backstory a little bit. Oh, I mean, if in the movie, it's you know, it's pretty it's pretty accurate that you know, Ultron creates the vision. To be his replacement. To essentially, yeah, essentially. be his replacement. And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the comic books created Vision to uh, destroy the Avengers. So, not off a whole lot. You know, Ultron created the Vision and to use for his for his purposes, his will. The Vision, I'm not going to lie, man. The Vision wasn't that big of a hit for me, personally. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I don't... I think I liked him more as Jarvis. <laughs> to be honest, I think I like Jarvis I, more. Yeah, there, there's than definitely the an emotional attachment there. <laughs> yeah. This whole time, not which I like Paul Bettany as an actor. Yeah, but uh, this whole time, hearing his voice, ever since you know, like he kind of Iron Man one. He's back there. Yeah, Iron Man one. He yeah. he started this thing right right alongside Tony Stark uh, and Pepper Potts. And yeah. so, <laughs> he was and on so, the original cast. I mean, really. So I, now <laughs> to see him, now to see him in person and. Tony Stark is no longer talking to Jarvis in in his suit. He's talking to uh, Friday Chick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe next time we'll see his, his Saturday uh, Chick maybe. and his Monday Chick. But uh, <laughs> maybe his Monday Chick isn't as eventful and fun as his Friday Chick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know these. Maybe things. one of them has a raspy voice kind of. You know? <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely with the vision. I, I think it was it was just cool seeing him. Um. I liked when he was being, like, when they're having all that confrontation about whether or not, uh, like, Tony and Banner are arguing with Cap and Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver about whether or not they should make, like, bring him to life. Uh, and you see the arguments there that are happening there between between all of the characters. And then Thor just comes in and says, this is what's happening. Yeah. And just does it. Um, I I think, again... With the vision, they they do all of his development very quickly, and really the, this the whole movie kind of moves quickly. But they do all of his development really quickly. Um, I I think of the four new characters, he it's the least least developed for yeah. Vision. Um, and I think a lot of that is because there's a lot of banking on us knowing Jarvis and us now knowing Ultron, and so we're we're supposed we're made to understand that the vision is not Ultron nor Jarvis he's I am yeah um, and, and and you know what that that kind of uh the second time I watched it I maybe I I I had a I had a better understanding of vision um as a character at least the way they're portraying they're portraying him on you know in the MCU you know he's just he's there to do what's right you know he's not he's not necessarily picking sides. Yeah, and I love that moment when yeah. Cap asks him uh, if if he's on the side of the Avengers or the side of Ultron, and he says that he's just here to do what's right. Yeah, and so I, I can appre- I can appreciate that. I mean, I I would I would like to stand up for what is right, you know, and not really know whose side that is, but I would like to stand up for what is right, and so I, I can get behind that. Um, but again, I think. I think for me, the like you said, Cody, the the first out of the four characters, um, for me, the, my least favorite to one, the one I wasn't so attached to, or you know, whatever was the was the Vision, but I I think he was 
still an important character to bring along to introduce in the movie. And I think that they, um, for the, for what they were trying to do, uh, I thought they did a good job with it. Um, so yeah. And, and then that, that scene was pretty cool too. How it ends with, with him picking up the hammer is kind of like <laughs> that moment where they all, all the characters look at him like, we were trying to do this the other day and nobody could. <laughs> yeah. Why can you pick up? <laughs> exactly. You know, so here comes this guy and he does it the first try. And so I, I, I liked him a lot. I thought he, um, I, I liked him. He wasn't my favorite, but I thought he was, I thought he was good for the, for the movie and whatnot. Um, so yeah, so I, I, that's the last one of the new characters that they introduced, uh, in this movie. So overall, I think, I think we liked the movie. I, I think we can say, yeah, we we liked it. We would we saw it again. You know, if you know if if one of my family members was in town and they wanted to see it, I would probably see it with them again. Same. And, and part of that second that second viewing was uh, so that we would be better equipped to talk to you guys about it. Exactly. But there was a there was definitely part of me that was just excited to see it again, yeah. uh, and was just looking forward to seeing it again. So just for entertainment value. So. Yeah. So okay, so that was our thoughts on Avengers: Age of Ultron. Before we wrap this up, we, just one more thing about uh, about the movie that I think I think it's pretty it's a pretty big talking point is the setup the setup of of the other movies versus the story of Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, in your in your in your opinion, what what are your thoughts, Cody? Do you think this movie was more you think do you think they did a good job in setting up this movie and telling the story or do you think they were trying to tell uh, you know this story but really set up more you know more phase three and more of, of the movies to come did you think it was more like like a little bit of amazing spider-man 2 because I, I you thought you think i, I definitely with amazing spider-man 2 there's definitely like all of the goblin stuff that's in that movie is really just for the <laughs> just for this impending not even going to happen anymore movie sinister yeah. six movie and so here's um, the, this isn't a podcast about uh, uh, amazing spider-man 2 but i will just side note i will say when the best part of a spider-man movie is the love story of peter parker you know and his love interest like gwen stacy like that's not the spider notebook yeah that's <laughs> exactly that's not a good that's not a good spider-man movie probably so um but i i think the biggest fall for that movie amazing spider-man was man it was a lot of setup for yeah. future movies that, that that they didn't tell a good story for that movie in itself so did you think they fell do you did you think avengers fell into that trap uh, i think there's definitely a lot that they that they're planting seeds for uh in in age of ultron they're planting seeds for which and it's subtle, but they're planting the seeds for Black Panther with the Wakanda stuff, yeah, uh, and with the U Ulysses Claw guy. Uh, they're planting seeds for a civil war, just just in those subtle arguments uh, between between Cap and Iron Man, between Cap and Tony Stark. And I love that. And they, I gotta be honest with you, dude, I loved it because I thought the first time I watched it, I thought they were gonna, I thought they were gonna make it obvious that they were gonna split the team. Like I thought that they were gonna. Me too. I thought it was gonna end like that. These guys are kind of like walking away, not on the same page, yeah, not on the same page at in all. Total disagreement. Exactly. But they didn't, and they didn't end like that. But they showed the audience. They showed you and me. They showed all of us that these guys are not 
uh, they don't stand for, they don't have the same core values. They don't believe, they don't have the same belief system. They don't have the same. And, and that very subtly starts in the very first lines of the movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, fir the first word of the movie. Yeah. You see, I, I, I Tony swears. Yeah. <laughs> comes right out, swears. And Captain America calls him on it and says, language. Language. And that that's a running joke throughout the movie, which is. Which is put in so like so well, I it's think. Amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. In that, you see the their differences of opinion. Yeah. But yeah, so you're setting up Black Panther. You know, laying bread comes for Black Panther. Setting yeah. up Civil War. Uh, you're also the and this is really the biggest one. You're setting up uh, stuff. You're setting up what's kind of gonna go on maybe uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but mostly you're setting up. It seems like in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, parts one and two. Um, so, I I think that this movie was was far from being uh, being Amazing Spider-Man two. I don't think that the the visions like Thor's visions and things like that uh, were were too much of a setup. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that the the Civil War stuff or this you know the arguments between Tony and uh, Tony and Cap were too too big of it. Uh, or too much of the story. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely ways they're contributing, um, but I think with this one, there's there's definite ways where the setup pieces are connecting to the story. And that's in big huge. ways. That's absolutely huge. They were smart that they were they were planting these seeds. They were setting up stages for future movies, but it all involved. The the main storyline of Age of Ultron, and I thought that was I, I thought that was brilliant. I thought they did it really well, and so, you know, even with Thor's visions, you might you know the witch does her her trick on Thor, and what Thor sees is really and you can say oh it's setting up his next movie or it's setting up you stuff in Phase Three, but it gives an opportunity for the Avengers to understand what these infinity stones are. Right. And I thought that was smart. I thought that was clever because to you for you and me and and other moviegoers that that enjoy these Marvel superhero movies, uh we know about these stones because of Guardians. Right. Because the there's that scene in the collector's shop where the exactly. collector explains to the Guardians of the Galaxy uh what all of these what all of these infinity stones are. And how there's, you know, there's the six of them and all that. And they all, you know, they're masters of each particular part of reality. Exactly. Uh, but the Avengers w didn't know about that. And I think Thor knew what the Infinity Stones were. I think he just didn't necessarily realize uh, until he had that vision of... I, I, I didn't think he... I don't think he realized the significance of them. Yet. Or Or even that they were that that was even in the picture and like right. in what they were doing you know at the end of the movie right before thor leaves to go back back home he says he he kind of feels like that they're pawns that someone's been playing them in a, as pawns so i think up to this point the avengers have been behind the eight ball as far as what's really happening they're they're always playing the um the de they're, they're always playing defense you know they're not they they haven't been proactive in finding out what's really happening. Yeah, there's or, never been a moment where they're going to stop somebody exactly from taking an Infinity Stone. Exactly. First Avengers. Yeah. Loki shows up with 
with his time arm, with two infinity army. stones yeah. that we didn't we didn't know it at the time but he shows up with an army ready to take over earth yeah ultron starts Same waging thing. war on the avengers so we see that at the end of at the end of this movie at, at the end of age of ultron that thor is really trying to trying to get ahead of it and hopefully the rest of the guys are as well but uh, so yeah so i i mean i liked that they were clever enough to set up future movies but do it in a way that it still was part of the bigger storyline it was still it was clever and it still brought value to the main storyline you know so you know why they were going after that metal you know well, it was because Ultron was was going, you know, like that was smart. Like that was a clever way of going about it. Uh, the tension between the team. Yeah, it didn't end with them facing off or them walking away from each other in a, on a bad note. But you were able to see that, man, this team was is very capable of being divided. Right. You, this team is capable I, of I think of the whole apart. movie, the whole movie wrestles with that question, kind of, that, uh, that Hawkeye's wife, you know, sets sets in him. Uh, and and she when she asked him if the team is on his side uh, or not, and so um, yeah, I, I definitely think that that's a huge thing. Yeah, and you know what? It's it makes sense like uh, to have a team like that. To have a team just in general, it's so easy to be divided. So easy right. to to let something uh, cause friction among the team, and so uh, it really was the first time that you were able to see that. I felt like uh, with all these characters was how the witch really played uh did her thing and really got in their heads and really messed them up and so um i i enjoyed it i enjoyed the the subtle setups it wasn't amazing spider-man 2 uh, right. by any means whatsoever just for whatever reason mark webb if you for again for whatever reason if you listen to this podcast uh we don't hate you i don't hate you I love you. I appreciate what you do in movies, especially 500 Days of Summer. Shout out to Mark Webb for doing Great that. Movie. But, but um, and so we're not we're not dogging on him or his movie. But uh, you know, again, we just I, I'm I just think that uh, Age of Ultron that they did a good job with being subtle about their setup for for future movies. Um, yeah, and, and then lastly, the movie ends with. The, the new look at the uh, of the new team yeah the, the new avengers the we new got, lineup we've got some some returning uh returning members we got yeah. cap we got black widow yep uh but we also now have falcon yeah in a really cool red and white uh little wings, nod little yeah. nod to his his comic book uh appearance yeah so we got falcon we got the vision got scarlet witch and uh my boy don Cheadle. that's the, your boy. the war machine the war machine and I was like, boom. Right now. <laughs> uh, no, but. Um, you looking for this? <laughs> uh, but I think uh, it's a, it's that that was a really cool thing. I was not anticipating that. Again, we both thought that at the end of this, we were going to see Thor leave. Ang- I thought Thor leaves Earth angry uh, at the at all of the Avengers. Yeah. For whatever reason, Banner doesn't want a part of it. Yeah. Tony and cap maybe you're still trying to make this work but they're definitely not on the same page mm-hmm. uh who knows i i especially once the family stuff started happening i thought for sure hawkeye was dead yeah. but which would have been I, I mean they they did such an amazing job in giving him more screen time and developing him and making you appreciate him because he's definitely he gets joked on for being you know the weakest avenger or you know 
the member that you yeah, can get rid of. Pretending that, yeah, yeah, they're running out of ways to pretend that they need him. Exactly. Is, I think is a joke they made. Exactly. So, I mean, I, uh, you definitely thought like they could have, they really could have, they really could have, uh, ended the movie a different way, but they didn't. They ended it on a really cool way that I didn't see coming. I'm glad that those guys were able to, to film those scenes and to, you know, really give us what we want in this to see all these characters together on, on, you know, in the same movie. And so, um, that was, that was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, all right. So CP, what are your last thoughts? Any last thoughts, man? Anything you, um, anything you want to add or say before we end the episode? I just really liked that movie, man. <laughs> would you see it a third time? Yeah, I I think I would. I think I would see it a third time. Uh, probably towards the end of the towards the end of its run in the movie theater. I could agree with. I that. I don't know if I would see. I it. I think I'm set. I'm set for now. Yeah. If if I if I do see it again, I don't I don't think I'll see it. You know, anytime soon. I am really interested to see. Uh, they announced that there's going to be an alternate ending. Uh, on the on the DVD or Blu-ray release, so I'm interested to see that. I think more than anything, uh, I'm interested to see what that means or if that holds any kind of significance for uh, for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That, yeah, that's I don't know what that would be, but uh, but yeah. So my last thought was I liked the the scene at the end, the post-credit scene. That was pretty, you know. It kind of made everything kind fine. Of, I'll do it myself. Yeah, it kind of made everything more real. You know, you know. I realized, okay, scare we, money we don't make don't, we, we, <laughs> scare money don't make money. Like Thanos is ready to come after it. Like, yeah. He's like, I need to do this myself. Yeah. And I thought that he's, was kind of he's cool. tried going through Ronan. Yeah, tried going through Loki. Uh, Loki. Those guys aren't working out for him. So he's he's to the point where, uh, and we've only seen him twice at this point. But yeah, this is the third time. But mm-hmm. we can see that he's he's ready to. Take control, yeah. and he's not playing any games. <laughs> he's not playing. He's not. He's not messing around anymore. No Hugo Suegos. <laughs> I thought. I thought that was a cool way of ending. I, I enjoy this scene a lot. Um, but yeah, that's that's the first episode. That is the first episode of Heroes and. I appreciate you guys checking us out uh, today. Go ahead if you liked it. If you uh, if you appreciate what we did, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at heroes underscore and. And if you have any questions or comments, you want to send us some some uh, some feedback or whatnot, you can go ahead and email us at heroes and podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, other than that, I, I think that's pretty much it, man. Uh, Cody, again, any last thoughts? I think we're I think we're set, man. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm Andy, and I'm Cody, and we're and out. We're out. Thank you.